Good morning. We are about halfway down on Yudamud Bey's Tznan Hatam, learned in a Mishnah in Kalim. Or Aslav Chalal Shalo, the leather of the Asla and its space, Mitzterfim Vetefach, they add up to a Tefach, which is the amount of covering that's needed to transmit Tumma if there's a Kazayis of a mace on one side and something that is Mechabal Tumma, like a vessel, a cup, a dish. On the other side, so a tefach transmits tumah, and the opening counts to in the tefach needed to transmit tumah. My or asla, what is a, a leather of an asla? It's the covering of a betakise. Uh, essentially, it's a toilet seat. Vikama. And how much? What's the shear? Kiata Ravdimi Amar Etzvaim Mikan Vetzvaim Mikan Vetzvaim Mikan Vetzvaim Revach Beemza. When Ravdimi came from Israel, he said, two fingers on this side, two fingers on this side, and two fingers in the middle, the total of six fingers wide, makes a tefach. Kiata Ravdimi Amar Etzvaim Mechzam Mikan Vetzvaim Mechzam Mikan Vetzvaim Revach Beemza. When Ravin came, he said, a finger and a half on this side, a finger and a half on this side, that adds, adds up to three, the etzba revach ba'emsa, and an etzba of space in the middle. Amrli Abai Abai said to me, Pligitu, are you and Ravin arguing? Amrli, lo, Ravdimi answered him, no, one is talking about big fingers, one is talking about small fingers. A tefach is uh, four thumb widths, five finger widths, and six pinky widths. So Rav Dimi, who said two and two and two, was talking about pinkies, and I, who said one and a half plus one and a half plus one, was talking about thumbs, and we're not arguing. We're not arguing. Abai said to him, Yes, you are arguing. And you seem to be arguing about whether if the standing part, in this case it's horizontal, but uh, the part that's there is only greater than the open part when you add up the two parts that are standing, is that sufficient? You, Ravdimi, said two standing, two open, and two standing is considered standing, so you do not require the individual sides to be greater than the space, because it's two, two, and two. And Ravin, who said one and a half, one, and one and a half, he does require each side to be greater than the space. But one one side has to be bigger. It happens to be, in this case, that each side is bigger. It's true, one of you was talking about big fingers, and one of you was talking about small fingers. One of you was talking about thumbs, and one was talking about pinkies, but from the fact that you chose to word it the way you did, I infer that you argue about this issue. Because if you would say that you're not arguing about the halacha and you're just talking about different fingers, Ravin should have said, He should have said, one and a third thumbs on this side, one and a third thumbs on that side, and one and a third thumbs in the middle. He could have talked about thumbs and still given an example 
where each side is equal to the middle. And from the fact that he didn't, you must be arguing about this principle. The Gemara continues, Gimi said to him, so what, what are you saying, that we are arguing? If so, then I should have said the following, a finger and two-thirds on this side, and a finger and two-thirds on that side, if I had wanted to say that the space can be bigger than either of the individual sides, that the individual side doesn't have to be bigger than the space, so the space could be bigger than the individual sides, then I should have said one and two-thirds on this side, one and two-thirds on this side, and two and two and two-thirds in the middle. If you want to say that we're arguing, then say we are arguing about whether when the standing part is equal to the not standing part, because I said two, two, and two, so I apparently hold that if the standing part is equal to the not standing part, it's okay. And Ravdimi said one and a half, one, and one and a half, he apparently holds that if the standing part is equal to the not standing part, it's not okay. Two dots. We're about to start the daf, which is the single most important daf for modern Eruvin, which are made almost entirely out of surot petach, out of forms of doorways. And daf yud aleph is the daf that talks about surot petach. Mishnah said, If the opening of the Mavoy has a Tzrata Petach, which Gemara will define, then even if it's wider than 10, you don't have to lessen it. When we read the Mishnah, we had a discussion about whether that helps only the width or whether it helps the height also, and the Gemara will now discuss that. We find that a Tzrata Petach helps when the width is more than 10. And we found that having some design on top of the Korah helps when the height is more than 20. What about the other way around? Does the Tzirata Petach help to make it taller? And does an Amaltara help to make it wider? Tashma, come in here, the Tanya learned in Brisa, Brisa says, if the Mavoy, meaning the Korah, is higher than 20 Amos, you should lessen it. But if it has its Tzirata Petach, you don't have to lessen it. So we see that Tzirata Petach helps for the height as well as for the width. Amaltra Mai, does an Amaltra design on top allow you to make it wider than 10 Amos? We know it helps make it taller, but does it allow you to make it wider. My wasalacha tashma, come in here from Brisa, Ditanya, Mavoy, Shugavo, Mesrim, Amayimait. Brisa says if the Mavoy, if the Korah is higher than twenty Amos, you should lessen it. Verachavni Esri Yamait, and if it's wider than ten Amos, you should lessen it. But if it has a Tsrata Petach, you don't have to lessen it. And if it has an Amaltara, you know Sirchama you don't have to lessen it. My lava seifa is that last statement that if it has an Amaltra, you don't have to lessen it, referring also to the Seifa, that if it's wider than 10 Amos, you don't have to lessen it. If it has an Amaltra, lo, Aresha, no, 
it's referring only to the ratio, and you cannot bring a proof from there that if it's wider than 10 amos, an amaltera helps. So we know that suratapetach helps if it's wider than 10 amos, but an amaltera, we don't have a proof. Rav Yehuda was teaching the Mishnah in front of Rav, and he said, if it's wider than 10 Amos, but you have a Tzeres Pesach, you don't have to lessen it. Rav told Rav Yehuda, teach him, you do have to lessen it. If it's wider than 10 Amos, even if you have a Tzeres Pesach, you do have to lessen it. Amar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said, from the words of Rabbeinu, of Rav, we can learn, A chatzer, which is mostly doors and windows, like picture 139 in the Parish Chai. Chatzer, which is mostly doors and windows. A tzrata petach would not help it. Why not? My time, what's the reason? We know that if the opening is more than 10 amos, then according to the Er Mishnah, it's prohibited. And according to Rav, the Pesach doesn't help. And we know that if a Chatzer has more open than standing, then the Chatzer is prohibited to carry in. Now, if more than 10 opening in a mavoi is not permitted because of a tzur pesach according to Rav, then more open than standing, which prohibits a chatzer, then likewise, it's not permitted with a tzur pesach the a, a mavoi is not permitted to be open more than 10, even with the Tzorata Petach. Tzorata Petach doesn't help it. But it is permitted when there's more open than closed, because the side of the mavoi, where the opening is, is more open than closed. A chatzer, more open than closed, is prohibited. So certainly it's not permitted by Tzorata Petach. So the Gemara says, no. Being open more than 10, which is prohibited by a mavoi, also is not permitted by Pase Biraot, the Rabbi Meir. According to Rabbi Meir, we explained yesterday, Pase Biraot is where you put up corner markers around a well, like picture 121 in the Parish Chai. You have a well in Rosh Hashanah and you just mark the corners with boards that form L-shapes, those are called Pasei Bira'ot, and we discussed yesterday that according to Rabbi Yehuda, they could be up to 13 and a third almost apart, but according to Rabbi Meir, they could only be up to 10 almost apart. So in that way, they are like a Mavoy. Neither one can be more than 10 almost apart. Tomar b'perusmu be'alo made ha'oser v'chatzer, shekein hitarta etzel Pasei Bira'ot l'ivrekol. And you equate that to a chatzer in which parutz murbel homemade is prohibited, whereas regarding pasei biraot it's permitted. In other words, you can't make a kalva homer from mavoi to chatzer just because in one parutz murbel is prohibited and in one it's permitted, and therefore sirasa pesach that doesn't work in one shouldn't work in the other because we see 
that Farutz Mubel made has also has leniencies that the other one doesn't have because by by Pasebiraot, Farutz Mubel, where more is open than closed, is permitted, as you can see, even if it's only 10 wide, but the standing part is much less. The, in the Gemara in the second parak will discuss what are the dimensions of these corner posts, but there's clearly more open than standing. Let's say the following Brisa uh, supports him. You have walls that are mostly doors and windows. You're permitted to carry inside the Chatzar as long as there's more open than standing. Could that be? It means they're mostly doors and windows. If they're mostly doors and windows, there's more open than standing. The Brisa is contradictory. Rather, it has to mean not that they're mostly doors and windows, but they have many doors and windows. And nevertheless, you can only carry there to see that a Tzorosa Pesach would not help if there's more opening than standing. As long as there's more standing than opening. If the Chatzar has many doors and windows, you can carry inside as long as there's more standing than opening. Now the doors are Tzorota Petach, they're forms of doorways, they are actual doorways. Not every doorway, as we'll see on Amad Beis, not every doorway is a Tzorosa Pesach, but even if the doorways are Tzorota Petach, we still require more standing than opening. So you see that a Tzorota Petach doesn't help when there's more opening than standing. Amrav Kahana, Kahana said, there's no proof. Perhaps that is talking about where they, the doorways cannot serve as the Tzorata Petach because they are Pitchei Shimai. What is Pitchei Shimai? My Pitchei Shimai? Chigiba Rav Rechumei Rav Yosef. Rav Rechumei and Rav Yosef argue. Mepharshim say that this is not the Rav Yosef who we're used to having. In fact, these are not Amoraim at all, even though we always say that Ravina and Ravashi completed the Gemara, but in fact there are insertions in the Gemara from the hundred years after Ravina and Ravashi, from the rabbis who were called the Rabbanan Savorai, and Rav Rechumei and Rav Yosef, this Rav Yosef, are Rabbanan Savorai, this was added later. My Pitchei Shamai, what are Pitchei Shamai? Pligi by Rav Rechumei and Rav Yosef, Rav Rechumei and Rav Yosef argue about it. Chadamar Deleit Lehu Shakfei, one says that it has no side posts, like picture 140, 141 in the Parish Chai, where you can see that the sides of the doorway, it just looks like the bricks were punched out. There isn't actually a neat doorway with straight vertical side posts. There's a brick going in, a brick going out, uh, as if somebody just punched an opening in a brick wall. That's Pitre Shamai, according to one of them. The other one said, it's an opening without something on top. That's a Pitchei Shammai. And that was the case of the Chatzar, which has many doors and openings, but that if there were Tzirat Petach, they would help. You cannot bring a proof from there that Tzirat Petach doesn't help when you have many doors and openings, even more open than standing. A lintel. Thank you. V'afrav Yochanan Savar La and also, Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rav that a Tzorata Petach doesn't help 
for an opening of more than ten amos. The Amar Ravin Barav Ada Amar Yitzchak, because Ravin Barav Ada said that Rabbi Yitzchak said, "Maseb Adam Echad Mibigat Beit Choron Chortan Shenaat Dalit Kundesin Ba'arba Pinot Sadeh." There was an incident with a man from the valley of Beit Chortan, name of a place, who stuck four posts in four corners of his field, and he stretched a vine across them, like picture 142. Imagine a wedding chuppah without the top. The florist was there and strung the row of flowers around uh, the, the top of the posts, but they didn't put the chuppah on top. That's what this looks like. Uh, it's four posts with a vine stretched between the four posts. Obama And Chachamim, this came before the Chachamim, and they said, this is an adequate mechitza for Kilayim. So if you have grapes planted inside this four-post area with the Tzirat petach going all around, the form of a doorway going all around, you could plant another crop right up to the edge. In the picture, 142 in the you see a line, and on one side it says Aleph, and on one side it says Bet. So you could plant grapes up to the Aleph, and another crop up to the Bet, without distancing them, because this Tzirat petach forms a Mechitza for purposes of Kilayim. And Rishlaki said, just like they permitted it for Kilayim, they permitted carrying inside of this area marked by the four posts and its rotapetach on Shabbos. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Rabbi Yochanan says, No, they permitted it for Kilayim, they did not permit it for Shabbos. What was the case? If these vines are on the sides of the posts. But Rav Chista said that Tzurasa Pesach, which is on the side, is nothing. In the context of Shabbos, I mentioned before that the ideal situation for making a Tzurasa Pesach, for us ideal because it costs nothing to make and it is very easy to check, is where you have two telephone poles with an electrical wire running directly over the top of both of them. That's a perfect Tzuras Pesach. A Tzuras Pesach min Hatzad would be, if you visualize about 20 feet up from the ground on a standard telephone pole, there are Verizon and cable television wires stuck to the side of the pole. So that would be min Hatzad. That's on the side. It's not the wire going over the pole, it's the wire going on the side of the pole. That's the difference between a kosher tzratapetach and a tzratapetach, which is not kosher because it's min hatzad, it's on the side. So here, the case could not be that the vines were on the sides of the poles, and that's what Reish Lakish and Rabbi, and Rabbi Yochanan are arguing about, because Rav Chista said such a tzratapetach is not kosher. Ella al Gaban. It must be that the vines were on top of the posts. Ubimai. And, and what are they arguing about? If the case was that the posts were only ten amos apart, the Halema Rabbi Yochanan Bishabat Lo, in such a case, 
would Rabbi Yochanan say it doesn't help on Shabbos? It must be that the case was more than 10, and Rabbi Yochanan holds more than 10 is no good, like Rav, and Rishlakish holds more than 10 is good, like our Girsa in our Mishnah, like our version of our Mishnah. Gemara says, Lo, no, Lo Lam Be'eser, really the case was 10. Omin Hatzad, and the vines were on the side. And they're arguing about Rav Chista's halacha. Rish Lakish says that a Tzuratafadach Min Hatzad on the side is good, and Rabbi Yochanan says it's not good. The case was that the vines were on the side, and Rish Lakish says it's a good Tzuratafadach even for Shabbos, because he does not hold like Rav Chista, that it that if it's on the side, it's possible. And Rabbi Yochanan holds that it is not good for Shabbos, because he does hold like Rav Chista, that if it's on the side, it's possible. Rav Chista only prohibited Min Hatzad on the side for Shabbos, but for Kilayim, it's valid. Gemara will continue this discussion in a minute. I would want to point out an interesting halacha that comes from this case of the vine. If you have a vine going between two poles, and you can sort of see it in the picture, I don't know if they did it intentionally, it's virtually impossible to pull it taut, and it inevitably will sag somewhat. And we learn from here that a Tzuras Pesach can be a string, like an electrical wire, and that even if it sags a little bit, it's okay. The very big discussion in the postgim how much sagging is permitted. There are poskim who hold no sagging is permitted. They do not learn that from here. They say that the case here was that it was very tight, very taut. But anyone who relies on a on an aero made of electrical and telephone wires necessarily holds that some sagging is permitted. And then there's a discussion how much sagging is permitted. But if you look at the electrical and telephone and cable television lines, you'll see that they're not taut. They're always sagging. The Gemara continues. Virami de Rav Yochanan ad Rav Yochanan, Virami de Rishlakish ad Rishlakish. Vikasha Rav Yochanan on Rav Yochanan, and Rishlakish on Rishlakish. Dama Rishlakish, Mishum Rav Yehuda Rav Yechanina, because Rishlakish said in the name of Rav Yehuda Rav Yechanina, turning the page, Hea muteret linyan kilayim of Alola Shabbat. Hea, which is another word for this vine on top of the posts, is from permitted for Kilayim, but not for Shabbos. That contradicts what Rish Lakish said a few lines ago, which is that the vines helped for Shabbos also. Rabbi Yochanan Amar ki mechitzot l'shabbat, delo, kach mechitzot l'kilayim, delo. And Rabbi Yochanan says, just like they are not good for Shabbos, they're not good for Kilayim. That contradicts what Rabbi Yochanan said a few lines ago, that it's good for Kilayim and not for Shabbos. Kumara answers Bishlam ad Reish Lakish ad Reish Lakish lo kasha that Reish Lakish and Reish Lakish is not a kasha hadi day hadi rabei. In this last statement, it was Reish Lakish quoting Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Chanina. He's quoting the opinion of one of his rabbeim. He doesn't agree with it. He holds it's good for kilayim and Shabbos. And his Rebbe, Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Chanina held that it's good for kilayim but not for Shabbos. Ella de Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan Kasha, but Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan is a Kasha. Now, if you say that the earlier case was talking about on top, and here it's talking about on the where the vine is on the side, Shapir, 
then it's not Akasha. In the previous case where the vine is on the top, he says it's good for Kilayim but not for Shabbos. And when it's on the side, he says it's not good for Kilayim or Shabbos. But if you say that in both cases the vine is on the side, how are you going to answer the contradiction? answers, Really, in both cases, the vine was on the side. Where did Rabbi Yochanan say that on the side is good for Kilayim, but not good for Shabbos? That's if the width of the Torah of Pesach was less than 10 Amos. And here, where he said it's not good for Kilayim or for Shabbos, it's where the width was more than 10 Amos. And how do I know there's a difference between 10 and more than 10? Because Rabbi Yochanan said to Rabbi Nuri, Was there not an incident where Rabbi Yeshua went to Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri to study Torah? The commentaries point out this is not the usual Rabbi Yeshua because the usual Rabbi Yeshua was significantly older than Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri and would not likely have gone to him to study Torah. It must be a different Rabbi Yeshua. Even though this Rabbi Yeshua was expert in the laws of Kilayim, he went to Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri to see what else he could learn. He found him sitting between two trees. And he strung a vine from one tree to one tree. That is, Rabbi Yeshua strung the vine. If there would be grapevines on this side, could you plant something else on this side? Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri answered him, if the width is 10 or less, it's okay to plant grapes on one side and another plant on the other side. But if the width of the Tzuras of Pesach is more than 10, then you cannot plant grapes on one side and something else on the other side. The Mayas Kinan, what was the case? Elam al-Gaban, Yotermi al-Gaban, if the vine was on top, Yotermi Eser Asur, would more than 10 be prohibited? Vatanya, but learned in the Brayasah, Yusham Kanin HaDokranin, if there were sharp reeds stuck into the ground, like posts, Vasalan Pi'alamala, and if you put a vine of some type on top, even if the width is more than 10, it's permitted. Rather, the case must have been where the where Rabbi Yeshua put the vine on the side. The Kamerlay, and in such case, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri told him, that if it's up to 10 Amos, including 10 Amos, it's permitted to plant vines on one side and another crop on the other side. And if it's more than 10, it's prohibited. So you see from there that by Kilayim, we distinguish in the case of a Tzurat HaPetach Min Hatzad, where the top part is on the side, not on top. We distinguish between whether it's more than 10 Amos wide and less than 10 Amos wide. But that's only regarding Kilayim. Regarding Shabbos, a Tzuras Pesach has to be on top, not on the side. Hufa Amar Chista, Tzurat HaPetach Shasam in Atzad Lo Mar now discusses the statement of Rechista that Tzuras Pesach, which is on the side, is nothing. Meaning, if the top part is on the side, it's nothing. Rav Chista said, 
Itzurus of Pesach needs to be strong enough to hold a door, even though it doesn't have to have a door. It's just the form of a doorway. It doesn't have to have a door, but it has to be strong enough to hold a door. Even if the door is made of straw, but it's a door. Not that the door has to be there, but it has to be strong enough to hold even a door made of straw, or we would say a door made of paper. Amore Shakish Mishum Rabiyanai. Reshlakish said in the name of Rabiyanai, Tzirat HaPetach Tzricha Heker Tzir. The Tzirat Pesach needs the visual form of a hinge. My Heker Tzir, what does that mean? Amrav Avya Avkita. It needs to have the hole where you would stick the hinge in, like in picture 148 in the Perish Chai, even nowadays, you could find sometimes doors. I think this is very common in closet doors in bedrooms that rather than having hinges on the side, it has a hole in the floor and a peg on the bottom of the door that goes into that hole in the floor. So that's the hekertzir. That hole in the floor is the hekertzir. And Rish Lakish is saying that a Tzuras Pesach has to have a hole in the floor where a peg would go. Ashkechino Rav Acha Breder of Avia Latamide de Rav Ashi Rav Acha Breder of Avia, the son of Rav Avia, who made the statement about having a hole in the floor, he met the students of Rav Ashi. Amar Lahu, he said to them, Amar Mar Midi Pesach, did your Rebbe say anything about Surah Pesach? Amrulei Lo Amar Klum. And they said to him, he did not say anything. Rav Yaakov Emden explains that he was asking them, did Ravashi ever say anything about whether you need a hole in the floor or not? And they answered he did not say anything, which Rav Acha, Breder of Avya, interprets as Rav Ashi agrees with my father, because he never said otherwise. Tana, we learned in the Brisa, Surata Petach Shamru, Kanemikan, the Kanemikan, the Kanel Gabihen. And Surasa Pesach, of which we spoke, is a post on this side, and a post on this side, and a post on top. I mentioned previously, that in modern terminology, we often refer to the posts on the side as lechis. Eruv checkers today, they talk about lechis, the telephone pole being a lechi, or the what is, what's attached to the telephone pole being a lechi, and that's not technically correct terminology. The technically correct terminology is a kanemikan, a post on this side, and a kanemikan, a post on the side. And a post on top, and we saw that the post on top doesn't have to be a post, it could even be a vine, it could even be a string. Do the vertical posts need to reach the horizontal post on top or not? Rav Nachman Amar, Rav Nachman said they don't need to reach. Rav Sheshit Amar, Rav Sheshit said they do need to reach. Rav Nachman went and made a Tzorosa Pesach in the house of the Resh Galusa according to his opinion with the posts not reaching the top. Rav Nachman was the brother-in-law of the Reish Galusa and was the rabbi of the house of the Reish Galusa, and he made an Eruv there with a Tzorosa Pesach where the posts did not reach the top. Amrali Rav Sheshit Rav Gada, Rav Sheshit said to his Shamish, his valet or his secretary, Rav Gada, Zil Shlof, go Shadinu, go and tear it down and throw it away. Azal Shalaf Shadinu. He went and he tore it down and he threw it away. The people of the Reish Galusa 
of the house of the Rish Galusa found him and threw him in jail. Azal Rav Sheshet, Kam Abava, Rav Sheshet went and stood by the door. Amr like Gada Puk Ta, he said, Gada, come out. Nafak Ba'ata, he came out. If you just read the Gemara simply, you could interpret it as some kind of miracle that Rav Gada was in jail and Rav Sheshet said, come out, and miraculously the walls opened and he came out. Ravenu Hananel says it's not what happened when they heard Rav Sheshet, a very respected Talmud Chacham, say, come out. They let him go. Perhaps we'll stop there. It's Rosh Chodesh, Davening's early. Have a good day.